Hello, this is Leslie Kane. I am the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This is a podcast to celebrate people who have been courageous and said, why not today? I started this podcast to honor my father, Patrick Kane, who often said, why not today? I am based in Reston, Virginia, a planned community right outside of Washington, D.C., and thanks for joining us today. And I'm super excited. I'm always excited about my guests, but I'm really excited about my guests today and the day that we're doing it. And as many of you know that I am a sales director in Mary Kay, this podcast is not about Mary Kay. And although I've had a couple of Mary Kay people, um, we really haven't focused on Mary Kay. But today we are going to focus on Mary Kay. And I'm super excited. My guest is Jennifer Cook, who was Mary Kay's personal assistant secretary. I don't know your exact title. And I don't even know for how many years, Jennifer, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and she is here to share about um, her courage to write a book called Pass It On, but then also Mary Kay's courage. And I'm excited about the date we're doing this. So we are recording this on Tuesday, September 13th, which happens to be Mary Kay Corporation's um, 59th anniversary. So how appropriate to have Jennifer sharing her story today yeah. and some courage from Mary Kay. But before we, we hear from Jennifer, I always like to say, you know, talk about connections and how you meet, meet people and how you get to know people. So I am part of a Mary Kay directors group. And a couple of weeks ago, we had a guest speaker come on who was Jennifer. And it actually was rescheduled for another date. And so I was glad to be able to hear you and your stories. And I thought you would be a perfect person to talk to about Mary Kay's courage stories. And it was funny, I friended you on Facebook and I sat there, I'm like, okay, should I ask, should I not? And I went back and I'm like, <laughs> My dad always said, what's the worst thing somebody could say is no. And so I asked, and of course, you were gracious and were excited to share. So, um, and then, of course, it worked out for September 13th, which couldn't be a better date. So, Jennifer, thank you for being on and joining us today. So, why don't you share a little about you and a fun fact about you, and then we'll go into the Why Not Today and Courageous Stories. Well, I um, was born in the da uh, in Dallas, Texas. I'm one of the very few uh, people in the Dallas area that was born in Dallas. <laughs> and uh, I have three sisters and one brother. And my uh, uh, we lived here all my life in this, within this area. When so, it's kind of natural that I would find my way at Mary Kay, being a Dallas-based company. I, I, I took secretarial school in, uh, in uh, high school, but I was always intending to go to college. And I worked my way through college at Mary Kay. And uh, I was going to become a teacher, but I loved Mary Kay so much. I loved the company. I loved the people. And when I got my degree, I thought, oh, I hope I don't get a teaching job. But I had actually got a scholarship from the Irving Public School System. So I thought, well, I, I need to apply to them at least because they gave me this scholarship. And I applied to them and uh, there were no job openings. And I, I think I'm probably one of the few people that was really excited that there was no job opening <laughs> for me because I got to stay with Mary Kay. And I worked there uh, for 45 years, 25 wow. of those I was with Mary Kay. and. Um, I became her assistant when I was just after I graduated when I was just 23 years old wow. and I look back now and I think well, you know what was she thinking I was so inexperienced and so naive uh, but I have to look back and see that I uh, learned so much from Mary Kay and she influenced me so greatly she was a fantastic mentor 
And um, just watching with her and being with her was an inspiration. And the, my fun fact is that, like I said, I took secretarial uh, courses. My parents always encouraged uh, their kids uh, to have two careers, uh, you know, a, a, um, a, a just a career in uh, something that, you know, anybody could do. Right. Not, but what we did was not what anybody could do, but, you know, and then a professional career. Okay. So mine was uh, in the, uh, the secretary world. And my fun fact is that I lettered in shorthand. In oh, college, wow. In high school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody else had their football letters, but I had I had actually have a letter from my high school that, you know, to put on my jacket that says shorthand. Oh, that's funny. I did but not that, know that was such a thing. That was uh, one of the things that really helped me. It helped me in college to take down the notes in college. It helped me when I worked for Mary Kay, because when she would just start spouting things off, I could get it all down. And it is something that I never regretted uh, having done. And I that's still awesome. use it today when I interview people. So oh, that's awesome. My mom actually uh, took shorthand in, in high school and she knows it too. I'm like, totally don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, you started working, you worked for Mary Kay or with Mary Kay for 25 years. That's awesome. Yes. And so were you her only personal assistant from when? No, you actually Mary Kay had a, an administrative, um, a, a special assistant and that was the person who really worked with Mary Kay on more of her personal items like okay um you know she did a lot of the appointments but she helped Mary Kay with um her her gowns and uh just per, a lot of personal things she worked with right. the nationals a lot whereas I worked uh more on the administrative end I was the administrative assistant and so as we grew and, and Mary Kay started hiring staff uh, I was the one who uh, supervised the staff and just kept everything running within the office. And at one time there was like 10 of us, you know, keeping up with Mary Kay because she could really generate the work because she had a lot of ideas and a lot of people. You got some great uh, stories about her, which I can't wait to hear. So before we start, what does courage mean to you? What would be your definition of courage? Well, I, I when most people think about courage, you, know, you think about peril and, you know, coming to the rescue and showing great courage in a time of trauma. But to me, courage is really stepping out of your comfort zone. There are so many people with dreams and aspirations and they never make them come true because they don't have the courage to take that first step to following their dream. It just yeah. seems too big for them and they can't see that they really could make their dreams come true. And that's what I loved about Mary Kay is that she showed women that they had unlimited potential and right. that if they would just set a goal and put a plan of action together, that before they know, knew it, you know, they could be climbing the ladder of success. They could be one step closer to their dream if they would just set a small goal make that happen, set another goal, make that happen. And eventually the big goals would come true. Right. And I'm sure working with Mary Kay, not only did you have Mary Kay courageous stories, yeah. but so, so many people in the sales force and corporate, corporate. I mean, it is, I admire Mary Kay, the corporate side is so much that there's so, so much longevity 
that right. people have been there for so many years. So I started my business, it'll be 28 years in November. So my very first seminar, which was 1995, Mary Kay was there. And then I guess the next year is when she had her stroke. And the only other year she came back to seminar was the year, only year I missed up until the last couple of years because of COVID, unfortunately. Um, but so I never got to know Mary Kay. So mm -hmm. I heard stories and my mentors knew Mary Kay, but I've never, I've, you know, I've heard stories of Mary Kay, but never got to meet her personally experience it. So you worked with her every day for 25 years. And yeah. I know even after she had her stroke, you were still very close to her. So I would love to hear, you know, courageous stories of Mary Kay and maybe what you saw um, her, you know, starting the company, first of all. So when did you start working for Mary Kay? In 1971. Is when okay. I first so came to Mary Kay. Company wasn't even ten years old yet. Right. It was. It was eight years old, and actually, I started in uh, what I think was the year that the company was about to really take off, because the company had just opened its first distribution center out in California. Okay. And uh, we also had just debuted the first two national sales directors, Helen McVoy and Daylene White, and opened the first uh, international subsidiary in Australia. Oh, wow. So there were all, all signs were there that this company was going somewhere and this company was about to grow and take off, which it, which it truly did. It really uh, was an exciting time to join Mary Kay and be a part of something that went from uh, 12,000 beauty consultants uh, to, you know, over 3 million beauty consultants. It was an exciting time to be a part of Mary Kay. And were they at that point public or private? They were what was called the over-the-counter market. In 1968, they needed to raise uh, capital mm -hmm. for um, inventory and for the manufacturing. And so um, to raise that capital, they began to sell, sell the stock and it was on the over-the-counter market. It became okay. so successful, though, that in 1976, they went on the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. And then they ended up buying the company back. Right. And that was in 1984. Okay. All right. So I know you wrote a book called Pass It On, sharing Mary Kay's stories and lots of her stories, other people's stories. Yeah. So share some of your favorite, maybe Mary Kay courage stories or people maybe start with Mary Kay. And then if you know of other ones that inspired okay. you, I mean, she've got so many Mary Kay stories, I'm sure. Well, I think the first courage story that I want to share is about Mary Kay uh, and having brain surgery back in the 1950s. Uh, Mary Kay had a uh, hemifacial spasm. Her right eye would uh, tick, her right, and she was a motivational speaker. She uh, would give a really great speech, and instead of people come up and saying to her, oh, I loved your speech, or I loved what you said, they said, oh, your tick isn't as noticeable this time. And she oh, realized wow. that people were watching her face and not really listening to what, they, that, what she had to say. So she went to a neurologist here in um, the Dallas area who identified her problem as a hemifacial spasm and told her that, uh, you know, if something weren't done about it, you know, after a while, this side of her face would be paralyzed and she could, you know, use the, lose the uh, left side of her body, you know. And so it was, it was a serious condition. And uh, he referred her to the Cleveland Clinic, which was the only one, I think, doing this type of surgery back in the 1950s. Now, this was very dangerous surgery back, back then. 
And of course, um, I think that Mary Kay, you know, had to have had fears of what was going to happen during this uh, brain surgery. Uh, but she, you know, she took that step. She had the courage to go ahead and have that brain surgery. And uh, it truly was a serious operation. You know, Mary Kay, ever the optimist, felt that, oh, she'd have the surgery and be back at work in two weeks. Yeah. Well, it was four months later. Oh, wow. She was able to because, she, of course, she almost died during that. And just the rehabilitation from this uh, was a four-month procedure. But she always said that if she hadn't done that, she wouldn't have been able to found the company because, um, you know, without the tick, then people started listening to what she had to say again. And that made her the great motivational speaker that she became. Wow, I had, ne I had never heard that story until you shared it the other day. Yes, um, and uh, I think most people don't realize how serious that was. And um, Yeah, was she a single mom at that point or was she married? I think she was a single mom, yes. Which is even scarier. Yeah. Because it was but, back in the in the 50s. Yeah. Uh, wow. the, the second courageous thing that I think she did was when she quit her job. She had worked her way up to the director of training uh, for a direct sales company. And uh, she, uh, she, you know, she loved sales. She loved motivating people. But they... Um, promoted a gentleman over her that, you know, she kept hiring assistants, she would train them, and then they would promote these gentlemen over her. And she would always say, ask, you know, why didn't I get that promotion? And the answer was, well, they have a family to support. And Mary Kay always thought, that's not fair, because I'm a single mom, and I have a family to support. And, um, you know, there came a time when she just had enough and so she quit her job and, um, you know, as she says later, when she went home, she got to thinking about it. And she said, if they would called me and asked me to come back, I probably would have gone back. But that wasn't God's plan for her. God's yeah. plan for her was that she start this company that would give women opportunity that she had been denied. You know, she said it uh, took her a long time to get into the boardroom of a company. And when she got in the boardroom, her ideas were totally discounted. And they would just tell her, oh, Mary Kay, you're thinking like a woman. And of course, the sales force, they were women. And yeah. so it was just kind of like that male mentality that it has to be the male way and or no way. Um, they wouldn't listen to her. So she wanted a company that valued women she knew women could do great things and she wanted to show people what people could do but she wanted to show women themselves what they could do if they believed in themselves right her second uh, motivation was to found a company based on the golden rule which she did and um, just this uh, combination of a company based on the golden rule uh, with an opportunity for women to succeed financially and professionally uh, was appealing to women back in the 1960s. Right, and the mission for Mary Kay, which what started with and is still today, the Mary Kay mission is to enrich women's lives. It is That's not right. just domestic. You That's know, right. I often say, you know, we do so much more that in the company itself than just products. And um, she came up with the business plan before she came up with the product line, which was great, right. you know, yes, in itself. Did. 
And then the third uh, courageous thing that she did was, of course, founding uh, the company. And, uh, you know, she retired from that other direct sales company in May. And in September, the doors of Mary Kay uh, Cosmetics opened, which was called Beauty by Mary Kay. That was the first name of the company. Right. Well, if you think about it, that was four short months that she put this all together. And I had no idea it was that and, and launched her company. And um, she, um, she and her husband were going to do this together. Well, he died of a heart attack at the kitchen table um, a, a couple of months before they launched. And she and her children sat down and thought, you know, well, should I go on? And her children were very supportive of, the, of her. They said, mother, uh, we know that you can do anything that you set your mind to do. And Richard said, I'll come and join you in the business. Uh, her son, Ben, had saved $5,000 and he gave it to Mary Kay uh, to help finance the company. And then her daughter um, took a showcase down to Houston and became the first uh, sales director in Mary Kay. So they were very supportive of her. Now, they were the only ones because her accountant told her that she could not have the commissions that she had and stay in business. And her attorney sent away to Washington for a pamphlet on how many uh, cosmetic companies go broke every year. Wow. And then she met another gentleman who was a businessman and he told her that, you know, you might as well just sell me the formulations right now because you're not going to be a success. Mm. But she believed in her dream and uh, she had was able to convince nine other uh, people to believe in that dream with her. And she always said they were just friends of mine who felt sorry for me that uh, joined her when they had the grand opening, which was the beginning of Mary Kay. But, you know, to go ahead and follow a dream when your husband's just died and, um, you know, it, it was with all of her life saving, that was a big step that I think took a lot of courage. Absolutely. That took major courage. Yeah. And, and that one step of courage for that one person, how many gazillion lives that has touched. Right. And it truly I mean, has. You don't know how many lives and, you know, not only just the sales force, but then the family of the sales force and the community of the sales force and customers and so many ways we've touched so many lives. I often wear, and I do have it on net today, a starfish necklace. And because of the story of the starfish, do you know the story of the starfish? Uh, yes, I do. But why don't you tell it? Because I'm sure yeah. other people will want to hear so it. So the story of the starfish is this man was walking down the beach and there were millions of starfish on the beach. And this young kid was picking them up and throwing them in the water. And the man's like, what are you doing? You can never make a difference. There's millions. And he picked one up and threw it in the water. And he said, I made a difference in that one person's life. life. And I think that's what Mary Kay really does. You just never know the lives that it can touch and where it can go and who would, I mean, my life is completely different when I started really just to get my products at a discount, who would have ever thought the life I would be created. And then fast forward to, I'm on a call with you who worked for Mary Kay and was day to day with Mary Kay and I never got to meet her. So like how many lives have been touched and yeah, just, you just never know. And just being courageous to do those things and get out of your comfort zone because it's not just your life, but so many lives you can change. And, you know, it's, it's not only the comfort zone with Mary Kay that she inspired. I've met women who were beauty consultants who had uh, dreams 
of uh, something that they wanted to do for a lifetime. And because of Mary Kay and the skills that they got, you know, they were able to step into those dreams. I'll give you an example. There's a cho chocolatier here in Dallas and she makes uh, chocolate high heels and chocolate Texases. And she's just oh, wow. got, she's got the cutest line of stuff, chocolate lipsticks, who was a Mary Kay beauty consultant. And she had, she was a single mom. She had three, uh, three daughters. She raised her daughter doing, doing Mary Kay because, you know, she needed the income. But then after she got her daughters raised, she thought, you know, I've always wanted to do this and I'm going to step out in faith and do it. But she said, because of her Mary Kay training, because Mary Kay had taught her to believe in her dream, uh, she was able to do this. And now she's like around the world with her chocolate. She's in the Neiman Marcus catalog. Oh, wow. Mary Kay has influenced so many women. We always think about the women that are in Mary Kay who were influenced by this company, but there are women who were part of Mary Kay for just a short time who realized the power of vision and dreams and God had put a vision in them about something else. And they, this is a great place to start, to get a foundation, to build a business. Absolutely, I always tell people that, you know, you can learn things it's Mary Kay is an amazing personal growth program right. and can things to do so many other things. So there's a lot of other things I do in this world that aren't just Mary Kay. And most of them because of what I learned from Mary Kay and the skills and the talents and the people and the tribe and the connections we've mm -hmm. built because of Mary Kay. Um, you just, you can't even imagine how big it goes. Yeah. And how it goes. So one of the things that I know Mary Kay was courageous about, which um, coming from a corporate bank background is not prevalent in corporate America, but we talked about Mary Kay's philosophy of the golden rule, but also is faith first, family second, and career third is one of the principles of Mary Kay. And to have a company, a corporate corporation, you can even talk about your faith, but live it out loud is, was very courageous. So you want to talk about that, Jennifer? And well, yes, from the, very beginning, yeah, from the very beginning, uh, you know, Mary Kay uh, said God first, family second, and career third, and she really did live this, and I always say that Mary Kay was genuine, and she was humble, and there was one of the major reasons for this was that she realized that God was using her, that it wasn't her that had started the company and made it successful, but that it was because God wanted her to help women. She took that leap of faith. She always acknowledged him. And because of that, he blessed what she was doing. And um, she was also a great uh, proponent of giving other people credit and recognizing people. And she would say that one person, she herself could have not built this company to the great company that it has become, but, she always acknowledged that every staff member had an important role and every beauty consultant had an important role and that together uh, this company had been built. And um, because she talked about her faith, that is one of the things that when you uh, talk to people about Mary Kay who knew, him, knew her, they will always talk about the spiritual growth that they experienced in Mary Kay because of her courage to talk about it. They never felt that they had to be compromised about that, but their faith. Uh, Mary Kay's faith was just a part of her everyday life and they made it a part of their everyday lives. But you know, Mary Kay never preached. No. She never preached. What she did was she lived her faith. 
Right. And she would talk about, you know, her belief in God and how, you know, God had moved in this. She would give her testimony, but she never preached or uh, made people feel uncomfortable about uh, what she believed. And that was just a great gift of her. And because of that, she was able to influence a lot of people to have that spiritual growth um, that um, many look back and just say, what a blessing that was to do that. And I can absolutely say one of the things we always say we got out of our starter kit from starting this business is my spiritual growth. And uh, right before we came on this call, I was on a Mary Kay director Bible study. And there's like 250 of us on this Bible study that, you know, from all over the country, don't even know each other. But one director stepped on our faith and started this and is touching so many lives and you just never know. Um, and I love that part about Mary Kay that the God first family sector went off. Not just Mary Kay's stories, but her faith part of it. You want to share that a little bit? Um, you went off for me for a minute. Uh, oh. what, what was the last question, please? Okay. Just that um, you had shared the other day when you were talking about writing your book that right. you, that faith was, you want to share Mary Kay's the faith side of Mary Kay. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, that is uh, something that I think that most people don't realize was that Mary Kay had a deep and abiding faith with her, herself. And uh, I wanted um, to let other people know that she was a great leader, but not only was she a great leader, but she was a great Christian leader. And um, people kept asking me to write my book, write down my stories. And I really didn't feel like I was qualified to do that. What, you know, what, um, what qualified me to write a book about Mary Kay? But one night I was woken, I was awakened uh, with uh, this thought that I think came from God that I was to write a book about Mary Kay and that it was a book about what her faith was and that um, that was the most important thing to her. That's what she would want to be remembered for. Of course, she wants to be remembered that she was a great businesswoman, but I think more important, she wanted to be remembered for the fact that she was a great Christian uh, businesswoman. And it, before that, it was like, I would always say, no, I'm not gonna write a book. No, I'm not gonna write a book. But uh, after that, it was like I, would, I was being awakened every morning and just the words would just uh, come off of my pen onto the paper. It was like I was being inspired uh, to write this book. And um, I interviewed so many uh, women who had fantastic stories about how, um, you know, Mary Kay had given them success, had given them self-confidence but also about the spiritual growth that they had experienced as a part of Mary Kay. And uh, just listening to these women and hearing their inspiration um, reinforced how special Mary Kay was and what a great company this has been that has touched so many lives in so many ways and yeah. made dreams come true. Yeah, we could go on and on and on and on and on and on about stories and but, uh, I wanted to do say something about, you know, when, once you decide that you're going to do it, why not do it? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, God called me to do something that was totally out of my comfort zone, totally something that I didn't know how to do. 
but I just didn't sit, you know, I sit down and wrote what the Lord told me, but I realized that there's more to making a dream come true. There is preparation and work. Right. And so, you know, the first thing I did is I took uh, courses on writing proposals. I took courses on writing a book. I knew that this was going to be a memoir. For six months, I read other people's memoirs to see how they had done it. And uh, just to get some ideas of how people had written memoirs themselves. And I, I talked to other authors. I put a lot of foundation into this book. I just didn't say, okay, I'm going to write a book and just flippantly do it. I mean, right. when God tells us to do something, lots of times there has to be preparation. Absolutely. And, um, that um, there's a foundation. The foundation has to be built for a big dream to happen. Right. But, you know, and you writing the book, it was that prompting of God and right. saying, why not today? But yeah, and then you got to put the work behind it and be right. smart about it. So yeah, I'm, with why not today, it's, yeah, it's making that decision, but then being smart. Um, this Bible study I'm doing is called, the book is basically saying yes to God, which is, oh, yes. you know, why not today and what you yeah. did. And then it said, you have to have insane obedience or something like that. And then be uh -huh. obedient to the steps and to getting it done. Um, yeah, and it's not easy. And I'm sure you've had days that you're like, why that? Right. Yes. People you've been around or why don't you tell us a fun Mary Kay story since you've got, since we're with the Mary Kay storyteller. <laughs> oh, okay. A fun Mary Kay story. Well, um, this is one that happened to me and it's one of my funniest ones because it, you, Mary Kay was always on a diet like most women. <laughs> and she um, was very interested in nutrition because of her work in uh, cancer awareness. And she would take these cancer newsletters. And of course, they always had articles about nutrition and they had these uh, recipes, which I tried one one time and I thought, oh, this is the most horrible recipe I've ever tried. Uh, but um, a group of us, there were four of us at lunch uh, one day and, and um, they, uh, Mary Kay started the nutrition talk before we had our lunch. Well, the waitress came up and she said, uh, I'll take your order now. And Mary Kay said, well, y'all go first. So we all ordered turkey sandwiches, Diet Cokes, and salads, because after all, we'd had the lecture. Then right. Mary Kay turned to the waitress and she said, I'll have a cheeseburger, <laughs> french fries, and a chocolate malt. Oh, and wow. she had a twinkle in her eye and, you know, just that I gotcha look in her eye. <laughs> And to make matters worse, she slurped her malt to prolong her, uh, you know, enjoyment of fooling oh, us. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah, she definitely had a sense of humor from what I've heard and um, lots of fun stories. We could go on and on. So what would you say to somebody to empower somebody to be courageous, to start that business, to write a book, to make, say, why not today? What would be your encouragement for somebody? Um, the promptings, you know, if you get a prompting and, um, we argue with ourselves, so we think, oh, oh yeah. no, um, uh, I didn't really hear from God or, oh no, that's not really what I was meant to do. We try to talk ourselves out of it. Well, why not? I mean, why not try? What's, the, what's the worst thing that could happen? 
uh, to you. As Mary Kay, she had this little saying, she would say, become a member of the Din Din Club. Well, Din Din stands for do it now, do it now. So when you get those promptings, if you just take that first step, it would be amazing the doors that will open for you. If it is meant to be, those doors are going to open. Just take the first step. Absolutely. Totally agree. So, oh my gosh, so many great stories and so much um, great information about Mary Kay. So I always try to tie back my guests to a connection with my father because this podcast was kind of started in his honor. Now, obviously, you've never met my father and he did pass away. Um, but I was trying to kind of think of different things. And with you and with Mary Kay, um, one, his faith was very strong and he was definitely part of the Din Din Club. And he often said, as we always talk about, why not today? But also, to what's the worst thing that happen if you try and you mm-hmm. say yes or ask that question or just start? Um, he did own his own business and um, worked for himself for years. So I kind of saw that modeled in my life, which was then gave me the courage to do what I've done. And I know mm-hmm. for Mary Kay, family was very important. And um, same with my father. I mean, he worked for himself so he could be um, there for us. There were six of us kids. And I remember like it was yesterday when I started Mary Kay, my dad was a little leery because I just finished my master's degree. (laughs) What are you doing? Um, But when I qualified for my first car, I'll never forget, he talked to my senior director and said, complimented her and Mary Kay and how it had changed me. And so it wasn't about the car, but the person I was becoming with qualifying for the car and the personal growth in the business. And he was very leery but one of his, one of my biggest cheerleaders. And because of Mary Kay, when he was sick, I was able to be there. When he passed away and I was sad, I was able to um, be sad and, Mm -hmm. you know, not take time off. Mm -hmm. For me to be where I am and doing the things I am right now. Oh, I think my internet's, being a little unstable, so hopefully you can hear us. So anything else you wanna add before we say goodbye, Jennifer? Um, Well, you know, it's so obvious that your dad was a great influence in your life. And, uh, you know, his philosophy has been passed on through you. Mary Kay always told us, uh, pass it on. And so um, I commend you because you are passing on the philosophy that your dad taught to you and the philosophy that um, Mary Kay taught to you. And um, it is a great thing when we have positive mentors. Absolutely. And if you don't have a positive mentor in your life, I can recommend one. And that is Mary Kay Ash. Yep. And I did write the book to show what a great leader she was. And my book is on Amazon. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Where can we find your book and how can we connect with you? uh, And uh, you can connect uh, through Facebook. I have a Facebook page that's Jennifer Cook dash author. Okay. And I had so much fun interviewing national sales directors that I'm continuing to do that. And I post, I continually post stories about Mary Kay, uh, that um, their experiences with Mary Kay. And um, it's, it's just a lot of fun to talk to them, uh, but it's a lot of fun, I think, to read the articles to see how Mary Kay interacted with people and to know that she was just a down to earth person uh, who 
was truly an inspiration to everyone who met her. Yep, absolutely. Well, I will share in the show notes or on Facebook and everything how people can find you on Facebook and find your book. And I have not, I admit, I have not got the book yet, but I'm going to order it today okay. and start reading it. Um, but thank you again. Um, gosh, what a special. Spotify iTunes, I think I added to Google, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We do have some fun Why Not Today gear. We've got t-shirts and cups and vinyl. So if you want to um, start the movement with us and say, why not today, let me know. We are working on the website. We will have that ready hopefully soon. So again, Jennifer, thank you for joining us and happy 59th anniversary to Mary Kay. That's and right. So much luck with your book and I can't wait to get my hands on it. So Thank you. And don't forget, everybody, say why not today? Thank Just you. Just have the courage. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs>